everybody. Get ready for an informative episode from Parents' Rights in Education. I'm Suzanne Gallagher, and I'm looking forward to our time together. We stand and defend the fundamental rights of all parents to raise their children and firmly believe children belong to their families, not the state, not the teachers, the teachers' union, or any other bureaucrat. I invite you to visit our website, parentsrightsined.org. Sign up to receive our news alerts. Like our Facebook page. Join or form a Parents' Rights and Education affiliate chapter. Making your voice heard is always easier with others. Just grab a couple friends and you're there. We will help with training, information, branding, and contact referrals. Let's start a Facebook group for you. Submit the chapter inquiry form on our website, parentsrightsined.org. Welcome, everybody, and thanks for coming back to our second part of an interview with Alaska leader Annie Massey. She's sharing with us her story of how she became involved with Parents' Rights in Education. We're just getting her set up and so excited about our partnership with our Alaska volunteers. Listen to her explain what happened uh, as a result of her standing up and speaking out at a local uh, education, K-12 education uh, meeting with other parents and school leaders. Here's Annie Massey. Something huge, a big part of this puzzle is attending your local community council meetings. Exactly. That is how they get the heartbeat of what's going on and what you want. And they should be going back to their assembly members and their other boards and reporting accurately. Because if they're not, then they're, they're skipping over your agenda for their own. And they're going to interject theirs every single time. After the meeting, uh, we had um, the board president uh, walk over to us, a group of people who were visiting, um, and actually two of the board members, and they said, you know, a lot of what you're saying is um, supportive here at this meeting, and we think you should write a resolution. And we all looked at each other, I've uh, never written a resolution. What do you mean? <laughs> now yeah. what? Right now what? How do you do that? Right, so we all met and have been um, working together, communicating privately okay. to try to effect some change at our local level, um, in in at the assembly level, and then me at the school board level. Um, and we had this idea. This, this is going to segue. This is going to tie in pre here in just a minute. Sure, sure. So, so the idea we had was. You're going to love this. <laughs> let's start a 501c3. Let's raise awareness. That'll for, only take you two years. You know that. Exactly. Or, um, you know, let's start this nonprofit. We'll raise money. We'll get support. We thought we needed to start our own nonprofit, Suzanne. And then you know, I started looking back again at parents' rights and education. Then you and I spoke. 
And then I, I was researching on your website and you have resolution talking points and it is everything that I wanted to write, but didn't know how. Wow. When I so read- You're talking about our proclamation. Yes. And our when proclamation I, that we have right here. Yes. Um, in recognition of the vital importance for education excellence and meaningful collaboration between the school district and families, we recognize November as Parents' Rights in Education Month. It's all right here. That's right. And when I saw that, I realized there's my answer right there. I don't have to start a nonprofit with this person. We don't have to start. We do not need to reinvent the wheel. This woman, Suzanne, you have laid the foundation for what, you, what we stand for, parents' rights in education, to be brought in every single state on every single school board to reestablish parents' rights above a, a, a labor union's agendas. Oh, yeah. We, we parents represent those children, and none of those people would be getting a paycheck if we had not produced children. Isn't and, that and, true? Boy, that's really taking it right down to the to the bare to the little, bare facts. I mean, that is the fact. And we talked about that, the fact that a lot of these people who are making decisions regarding the future mm -hmm. of our children yes. don't even You're have children in the school. They don't even have children the in the school. Beneficiaries of these children. Yes. Exactly. And and yes. who's who wipes their noses? Who, you know, shops for their clothes? Who provides? Who, mm -hmm. who really provides for their health care? Yes. It is the parents. Yes, Are it they is. Perfect? No, we know they're not perfect. And if, no, they're not. Yeah. And we have got to establish that parents are their number one advocates because they are trying to take over as the parental role in the schools. Uh, it's infiltrating. That's true. And they've even, they, and we have proof of that. I mean, that this, this goal has been identified by a variety of organizations, but, right. but one of their goals is to, is to have control over how our children think and behave and also to be the go-to person. I'm talking about these other adults within the school walls. They want to be the, the people that those young children um, access before their parents. Yes. And often circumventing mm -hmm. what their parents believe, what they're trying to teach their kids, all of that. And that is, I would say, the most egregious mm -hmm. uh, step that they're taking. Yeah. And, 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 and it cannot be tolerated. The parent should come first. Your child should not even step into a counselor's office without yeah. your written permission. Mm, what they are interfering with what a parent is doing and parenting with their value system, their own value system, it causes confusion in a child. Exactly. We're doing and saying one thing to teach our children 
very good things. And then, and then to go to school and have that thwarted is damaging. It's confusing for well, children. It is confusing. And and, I, yeah, primarily in the grade school ages. And because we teach them to respect uh, positions of authority yes. and their teacher is yes. the primary. In fact, our little grandson, um, I remember I picked him up from school one day and, and, and he was at a, a small private school. I think he was in kindergarten and he was telling me, oh yeah, Gigi, he said, my teacher knows everything. <laughs> <laughs> she knows everything. And I said, well, she, she does. She knows a lot of things, but she doesn't know everything. Mm-hmm. And the, the one difference between your mother and your teacher is that your mother probably has a little bit more experience, but she also has the primary care and responsibility of you. Mm-hmm. And he pondered that a little bit. You know, kids are smart. Yes, they can't on. Yeah. We and know so what's going on with our children. We know what's going on with our children. Right, right. Right, right now, Suzanne, our, our at the board meetings, the Teachers unions have come out in droves and they have dominated these meetings. Okay. Absolutely not. We we are so fearful of this. This is not safe. We are so afraid of um, some child is gonna die. The the teachers are saying we we can we can we can keep doing what we're doing right now. It's working. Virtual school is going really, really well. You know, we're we're making strides. It's been hard, but we've we're getting there and, and they're, they're thriving, their grades are well. And I think, that, isn't this so obvious to the rest of you? That is one perspective. I know you're right on track when it comes to the issues and, you're, and, and we're so glad that, that, we've, that we found each other actually. This is going to be great. We're gonna have, a, you know what? I think we're even gonna have a lot of fun. Oh, absolutely. oh, yeah, because yeah. it's always more fun when you're working with other people. So your successes, you can celebrate and some of your disappointments, you know, you can console one another, but but you don't give up. It's harder to give up when you're accountable to other people. And that's why families are so important, right? Because a family is, is a unit. It's, a, it's the smallest unit of government. And we have a responsibility to, to train up our kids, to teach them uh, the importance of government. So, and that's the reason, you know, that's the reason that we exist. Because if we didn't have the government that we have, we wouldn't have parents' rights. We wouldn't, we truly, we would not have rights. So Correct. they are worth protecting for the future of our nation. We welcome you into parents' rights and education. And, and I love your story. And we will be setting things up very soon. You're gonna be, you're gonna be live uh, you'll have your Facebook uh, group. You will have a page on our website. And uh, we can start raising money, too, for Alaska and your That's efforts, wonderful. your work in Alaska. So welcome, Annie. It's Do you wonderful. have any last uh, minute statements that you'd like to make to the listeners today? Suzanne, it's just nice to know that we are not alone. Parents are not alone. Alaskans are not alone in this fight for parents' rights and education. I am thrilled to be a part of this organization and I look forward to raising awareness uh, in the state of Alaska for parents' rights. Very, very important. We represent our children. Nobody else does. Parents do. 
That's my message. Thanks for joining me today. Be sure to subscribe to our future podcasts. Go on our website and click on the podcast icon. Also, don't forget to sign up for our event in March. We have a lineup of fantastic speakers, including Rebecca Friedrichs, Bernadette Broyles Esquire, Heidi St. John, and Walt Heyer. Looking forward to seeing you then. Remember, parents' rights matter. I'm Suzanne Gallagher. This is Parents' Rights Now.